hello and welcome back to the FAAA podcast where we are coming to you live from, well not so live, recorded from the the FAAA Congress in Adelaide. My name is Fraser Jack. I'm joined by, I'm joined by Elise Quillian. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Already one sentence in, and I can't get my words out. Oh, this is a like gr- this is a great start. Now, <laughs> now let's start with uh, let's start with you. Tell uh, let's tell the listeners uh, where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. So, Elise Quilliam, um, I'm client development manager with Macquarie Virtual Advisor Network, or VAN for short. Um, and so, um, I work directly with advice practices, um, small to large businesses like any any size really but those that are really looking to grow and sort of accelerate their growth and so um, I spend a lot of time working with them on their strategy uh, what their growth plans actually are and helping them articulate that um, and then what are the components to actually help them build a successful advice firm yeah fantastic uh, obviously a wonderful structured program I've, I've spoken about it in, in, in the past it's an <laughs> it's amazing uh, program built uh, over a long period of time and, and a long history but uh, speaking of history tell us about your journey towards uh, where you, where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I, I've been very fortunate in my career to date. I started. How far? Do, how far back do you want me to go? Like, you know, when I was a baby. No, like, so uh, look, I, I've been in the wealth industry since I was a grad. Um, I started at NAB. I, I was very fortunate to work um, as a wealth grad there. I did you know, a number of rotations around advisor footprint work and client experience work, uh, working in their FP arm and then um, found myself uh, at Invesco um, and being able to, to bring some really wonderful content from uh, Invesco Global Consulting to the Australian market and I was with Invesco for just shy of six years um, and, and so we're working uh, and doing a lot of sort of research with them um, and, yeah, translating a lot of the, the, the American data um, into Australian markets. It was really widely recognised and very popular and I know that that's still a brand that still carries on today um, through Invesco Global Consulting. And so I've now moved on to um, uh, Macquarie Van and so I've been with Macquarie now for just shy of two years um, and I guess that the reason that I, I made the move um, whilst I still love and appreciate the, a lot of the work that I did um, with Invesco goes is that I wanted to provide a more holistic experience for for advice firms. I really believe in the value of advice. I feel like I kind of missed my calling being an advisor. I feel like that's probably what I should have done. Um, But I'll settle for helping advice firms kind of really change the way that they do business, the way they think about their client value propositions, um, the way that they actually look to grow and helping them really kind of remember why they started these firms in the first place. Yeah, exactly right. Now, uh, you've just come off stage, uh, hot off stage, uh, talking about the blueprint of success for businesses. Yes. Uh, let's let's go into a bit, a bit of the presentation. Take us through sort of what the main topics of the presentation were. Yeah, absolutely. And so, look, when we were creating the content for this session, you know, we, we've got our four pillars that we talk to pretty extensively in market. I'm sure a lot of the listeners that have heard or seen a lot of the work that we've done at Macquarie Van will already be aware that that we've got our, you know, um, our four pillars, which is around, you know, um, having a, a strategy for success and executing on that, um, having a, you know, a differentiated value proposition or client value proposition, having a plan for sustainable growth and efficiency, and then having um, and encouraging that culture of ownership. So our, our four individual pillars, um, and so when we were creating sort of this ideal you know, advice blueprint, I guess, and obviously it covers all four pillars, but it's like I've got an hour at Congress to talk to 
a whole number of people ranging from really, you know, uh, like CEOs of large firms through to like power planners and, and, and CSOs in, in, in smaller firms. And I need to touch everybody in there um, with something that's meaningful to them. And the one thing that I know that all businesses really need to do a better job of, uh, and I do say all businesses need to do a better job of, is business strategy and actually documenting what it is that they're trying to achieve and what it is um, and why they're trying to achieve it. All right, like less than 10% of businesses actually have a documented strategy. And this is not just businesses in our industry. This is just businesses like globally in every single industry that there is out there. So I was going to say, if you did a show of hands in the room, who would have that? Would there, would there have been many hands up? Well, this is a really interesting point. I've actually delivered this content, similar type of this uh, content to, to smaller rooms and to, to smaller groups before. And I have asked that question and it is a very, very small number that generally put their hands up. Look, it's really fascinating because I think a lot of people have this kind of, and that's, we did actually unpack this a little bit in the session, which is why do not, like why are businesses not doing this? Why is it something that is seen as as a chore or why do they cancel time out of their diaries as a team or as a leadership team um, and, and replace it with other seemingly urgent but probably less much, much less important things? Um, and it's really, it boils down to, and they, they all said it in there, it's hard work. Like it's seemingly easy. It should be easy. You know, these people are running firms, running businesses that, you know, they've started out with all the best intentions. They've grown to a certain size and scale already. They've got great teams underneath them, whether that be two or three people or 200 people. Um, and it's, it's still hard. It is hard work. And we tend to just disregard, so my background's in psychology as well, but, you know, we tend to disregard things and, and push things to one side if, if it's hard. Yeah, unknown too, right? If we don't exactly. know, we don't know if, if the end result is going to be the right thing. Yep. And so, if we don't know what the end result is supposed to look like, sometimes we just go, "Oh well," there's, like you said, there's other urgent things to be done. Oh yeah. Oh, I've got to see Mister and Missus Smith. And yeah. there's an endless <laughs> task list of things that are urgent. So that's great. Uh, yep. So, so I guess that the, the point here is that. You know, you obviously follow a, a, your. You know, when you were talking about pillars, you've got structure around being able to find that. You yep. can actually show somebody. Look, the end result would look something like blah. Yep. Uh, this is what we're trying to take you towards doing. Give us that conversation around what that what that might look like, and and and, and then we'll go into that sort of how will people do. It. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, one of the biggest parts, uh, I guess, of what we do from a, a van perspective is, is we kind of really want to understand what businesses are trying to achieve. And I think it's very easy for businesses to lose sight and leadership teams and individuals to lose sight of why they get out of bed every morning, why they've actually started doing what they're doing, what their limitations are, what it is that they're actually looking to achieve. We get consumed by work, I think, a lot of the time, um, particularly business owners and majority shareholders and businesses. And so, um, hopefully, a, a lot of the work that we do really starts there is kind of helping businesses remember what that drive is in the first place because that was it, it's a really important starting point to actually help then translate into what the business could look like or should look like for continued success you know a lot of businesses come to us going oh you know we want to grow we want to scale we want to we want efficiencies we want a new tech stack we want something and you know we want to acquire a business and it's like okay let's go back about a hundred steps and go <laughs> and start really kind of delving into why you started the business in the first place. What is it that you're ultimately trying to achieve? Is it financial success? Is it a legacy? Is it, um, 
you know, is it just being a one-of-a-kind offering for your clients? You know, like what is it that's actually driving you? Because that will actually, once you've worked out what the why is, once you know where it is that you want to take the business, all of your decision-making processes from there should become so much easier. And this is what we sort of start, started to talk about in a little bit more detail in the session, which is the human brain makes about 35,000 decisions every single day. Now, most of them are, you know, beyond our conscious level, you know, blinking, breathing, etc. But you think about how many business decisions are made every single day. You'd want to hope that the decisions that we're making are all pointing us and they're all kind of incrementally, you know, bringing us closer to an end goal. Well, very hard to do that if you don't know what the end goal is. Even harder if you've got multiple decisions made, being made by multiple people, all with different understandings of what the end goal is. <laughs> Right, and this is where businesses start to kind of really fall down. So they come to me going, we need efficiency. It's like, well, actually, you don't need necessarily a new tech stack or anything like that to actually help you initially. You just need to all get on the same page. Remember it, why you're actually in business together, what it is that you're trying to achieve for your clients. Once you've got that sorted and documented where you're going to play, how you're going to win. So we've got a framework called our playing to win framework that we, we, you know, it's not ours. It's not Macquarie Vans. It's, um, you know, it's been around since the 1990s. And so, um, but we, we think that it's a, a fundamental review process to actually help businesses really kind of think through and document what it is that they're trying to achieve. Yeah. When you, when you said to me, uh, when you were just saying then talking about, businesses not really having a strategy it's a bit like clients coming in saying oh, oh we just want more yeah you know, we want we want to get some investment return what, what investment you know like asking why? those why? Like, what, why what do you need it for that's exactly right do you want investment returns or do you want to put your daughters through private school correct and like, so and so i think advisors were are used to doing this at the moment but just not on themselves that's exactly right well there's nobody out there really helping them think through unless there's a that, and that, I guess that's where the drive for me from a psychology background is this is I, I'm, I'm driven and fascinated by people right particularly when it comes to businesses um, my parents uh, grew up I grew up working in small business and my, my parents were in restaurants my um, my husband owns his own small business now I've been surrounded by them my whole life and so this whole idea of helping businesses grow um, just by asking them really great questions, exactly like you said, Fraser, the same sorts of questions <laughs> that they are asking of their own clients. Yep. Yeah, putting them putting themselves into the uh, into the, sh- the passenger seat and, uh, and, exactly. and la- allowing somebody to, to drive the vehicle uh, to where it needs to be. What, you know, we're talking about narrowing down goals. We're talking about understanding what objectives you want to get to when by, you know, by, by doing what, um, how do you bring the team along for the pro- – when you create one of these yep. plans, let's call it, what do they look like? Are they, you know, a few pages, a few paragraphs? Are they, got, are they pretty pictures? What, 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 how, how, are we, how, are we, how are we describing these? Or what, what's the outcome going to visually be? Yeah, some? that's a really great question. And I think there is this kind of for, – for those Because if you don't tell me it's like a statement of advice, <laughs> right, we're going to get somebody else. Sorry, can pages? we get somebody else on the podcast? No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, this is a great thing and this is what really gives me great comfort. However, don't be fooled. The, the, the example that we shared um, in the session – um, it's only a page. It's an A4 page, all right? And and so, look, we're not suggesting that every single firm's, you know, strategy is only one page. But we're not talking war and peace here. 
It's just having real clarity on what it is that you're doing, who you're working with, why you're working with them, what it, what value is that you're actually delivering, um, and what it is that you're trying to achieve. If you've got those kind of those steps sort of knuckled down, um, you know, and so the, the playing to win framework is what we call it. So it starts with what is your winning aspiration, knowing your why, your purpose, the business vision. Um, then moving into, you know, um, where you'll play, right? So geographically, etc. where, you know, how you'll win, which is probably the most difficult, like how are you going to differentiate yourself? Why would clients choose you? over somebody else what is it so special about your value proposition so you need to know who it is that you're working with what what value you're delivering to what type of client Um, then it goes into what capabilities you need and then what management systems you need right so it is really just five like questions it's a waterfall structure so kind of one leads into the next and it's an a4 page although as i was starting to say before it's deceptively simple right this is not easy all right, and it needs to be reviewed regularly, and, right? and and reduced by the sound of it. It's the less is more scenario. Less you know? is more. I'm sorry for the long paragraph because I didn't have time to make it a short paragraph <laughs> type of thing. Is it? It's and that's exactly right. You don't. It's not about being war and peace. It's about being thorough. You need to know like, and there's probably a lot of thinking, etc., and a lot of pre work and a lot of discussion that has gone into actually refining what that simple message or that simple answer is so the output itself you know the end result or the end output is seemingly simple but the the work that goes into it is quite significant because you want to make sure that these are robust discussions and that people are especially if you've got a large leadership team that are are driving business growth you want everybody on the same page yep and how long uh we're talking about the one page but you know, that's the simplistic view of it. Yep. We, to get to that, we've got to go through a process yes. that can take some time uh, uh, and, and, the, and the right people in the room. Tell us about that process. Yeah, look, I mean, every business is going to be different on how they land on that. And obviously, depending on how big they are, depending on how many people are in their leadership team, depending on people, how many people have got, you know, ownership in the business, um, influence in the business, um, depending on what the strategy ends up being as well. Um, But look, I I mean, for for us, you know, every business, like I said, is is sort of different in terms of how often they meet. But you need at least a regular, like, annual strategic review because, I mean, macro you know, trends change, you know, people change in the business. You might change why is what, what is actually driving you personally and people in the leadership team, that needs to be reviewed. And so at least an annual review is like, like that is like a minimum. Um, and it's not about getting together for like hours and hours and days and days on end, but it's about checking in. How relevant is this strategy to us now? Has, has, has anything changed? What do we need to, you know, update? Um, and I think there's a lot of businesses that do spend a lot of time writing down what they and documenting their business strategy, but then they never review it. It sits in the top drawer. Or they don't use it to actually fuel the decision-making process when they're looking at things like hiring new team members, growing their team, buying a business, merging, um, you know, all of these sorts of things that are significant business decisions, but they've, they've done all this work. They don't use it as a barometer to actually... Yeah, all the way down to the, the smaller decisions too. Like yeah. even, you know, the idea of, you know, having your plan printed out to the point where everybody can see it and has read it and understands it. That's and, exactly and, it. and even minute decisions around the business are all still, uh, this is still used as a, as a, you know, the North Star. That's exactly right. And I think this is the point, right? So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty simplistic 
you know, um, example, but essentially, you know, we're in Adelaide here at the moment. I could say, well, I want to get back to Melbourne because I live there, so that's my purpose. Um, I could take, you know, probably 5,000 different routes, right? Um, now, some of them are going to be more direct than others. Some of them I'm going to stop along the way because I've got friends that live between here and and Melbourne, um, some of them are going to be really scenic. Some of them can be really treacherous. Some of them, um, you know, are going to be dead ends. I'm going to have to go back on myself. Um, and then there's all the, the things where it's actually not part of the path at all. I make my own path, or I go round and round and round in circles. Um, so it's not actually a path at all. I just sort of stop. And and the thing is, is that like I said, it's a pretty crass example. But essentially, this is these are the decision making processes. Is every wheel turn, if I what work. Am I even driving a car? Like, what what vehicle am I taking? Am I walking? And so, these are all the decisions that were, are, that are in front of us. If you think about the decisions that we make every day from a business perspective, I know what my destination is, but like, I've got all these opportunities, you know, to to, to do all these things along the way. Um, and so, I'd want to at least know what my opportunity, like what what those options are. So at least I'm making decisions that goes, well, actually I'm on this path because I want to see my friends. I'm in this car because I want to be in this car because it's for these reasons. I know it's going to take me approximately this time. Um, I'm not going to make every right decision, but it's good to have a, a bit of a plan. I mean, nobody sets out to drive anywhere unless they've got some sort of idea of how long it's going to take and where they're going to stop and Yes, it certainly makes sense that uh, when it comes to distractions or great ideas or opportunities that present themselves along the way that you actually know which direction you're heading in. That's exactly it. It uh, helps. It, it does help. It does help. <laughs> Sometimes you change direction. But hey, you know, that's the idea of a living plan. At least uh, at least uh, if you're going to change it, everybody gets on board. That's it. Elise, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Uh, if somebody wanted to find out more about uh, what you do and how you help businesses, what's yep. the best way for them to sort of get an introduction to you? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, probably reaching out to your – if you are Macquarie, you know, user, or I guess you, you work with us, um, so reaching out to your to your business bank or your BDM, um, you know. Uh, but, I mean, we're pretty easy to find. I mean, even if you just look me up on LinkedIn or on our website. Um, so, Elise Quilliam is the name. Um, and so – um, look, it's pretty. We're we're pretty open. Macquarie Van. We love working with new firms. We, you know, that's how we grow. We don't. You know, we do all of this research, and it comes from the people that we speak to, the businesses that we learn from every single day, um, and sharing those insights with our community. So, um, I'd love to speak to anybody that is interested in growing their firms. Let's Wonderful. help them. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing today. Perfect. Thanks so much, Fraser.